To say sure, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Elaine. I am Scoot Magoo. And uh, we've got uh, what might be our dumbest episode yet. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, It'd probably so, be our funnest one yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I, that, this or um, music Mad Libs are always fun. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm still, I mean, I, I, I still, whenever I think of the phrase Wu Tang farts the toilet. Oh, that um, was beautiful. That that's definitely one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, so that's up there. But this this, this might take the cake. So um, I presented this idea to Scott last week. Basically, uh, we have a lot of subgenres out there that have really stupid names and just very strange names, and some of them nobody even knows about. Like uh, like Scott, have you ever heard of Gabber? Uh, I haven't, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to hearing what this is. Well, so Gabber is a uh, an electronic music. It's it's like a dance subgenre. Um, I don't really know the extent of it, but I know it's called Gabber, and uh, that's just a great name. I don't know if it's Jabber or Gabber, but it has a G, so I'm thinking Gabber. But a- anyway, um, there are all these really weird-ass musical subgenres, and I, I, I'm just, like, very um, interested in in just the names and sort of how they apply to things and uh i remember seeing this video uh, a few weeks ago now with uh andrew huang and he was doing this uh game with one of his friends that was like um they were trying to trick each other basically with like by making up subgenres you have to guess if it's real or not yeah it's some of them were great and i'm like man we, we, we gotta like do our own version of that and so i we're, we're doing it right now. We're we're basically coming up with our own stupid subgenres uh, that don't actually exist. Um, you know, we're we're kind of just taking this as it comes. Who knows? Th- this this could be a total dumpster fire of an episode, or it could. Well, be I think it'll gold. be fun. Yeah, and no, it, I it, really it, hope it, someone comments and is like, actually, that's a real genre, and like links so, this to to someone. No, to no matter what happens, it's it, it's going to be full of giggles and uh, oh, and chuckle man. busts and all that great stuff. Chuckle busts, Ch- chuckle you, busts. You chuckle know, busts. when 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 your busts are made of cho- of chuckles, so of chocolate, <laughs> of, of chocolate, Ooh, no, cho- chocolate chuckle busts. Do okay, wait, wait, is is that the new Harry Potter candy? Chocolate chuckle busts. It's funny. You mentioned that because as as we've been inside more than um, more than usual yeah, lately, usual. there was a sci-fi and a Harry Potter marathon. I forgot how much I love those movies. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched you know, a lot of them since I was a kid. And so, it was... um, I, I I I could go on a tangent about this, uh, but I will keep mine very short. Is that I I actually really don't like the movies. Really, I, I really don't like them. Uh, as I mean, as someone who's read Harry, the entire Harry Potter series, like at least ten times, if not more, uh, like I after like I, I think it's because of, like you you know how when you when you read a book, you sort of get an idea of what things look like yeah. in your head, and uh, it so like it never like I I think it was more like the discrepancy between my own you know. I admittedly flawed fantasies about what Hogwarts would look like and the actual reality of what the filmmakers made it look like that made it very disappointing. But there were also things that they just didn't include that I really didn't like or just like 
Like, I don't know. It, it, I just really didn't like them. Like, to the point that I think I stopped watching them after the fifth one. Because um, I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. So, you know, shots fired. I will say, though, uh, impeccably cast. Like, you could not pick better people to play the roles in those movies. Uh, but I, I just felt like it was it was just not for me. And all, I mean... Also, like when when the original Dumbledore died, you know that was uh, you know the the guy they replaced him with was just like trying to do Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, I will say, you know, obviously the, the original actor passed away, so there wasn't much they could do about that. Yeah, but I do, I do definitely. I would have liked to have seen how that would have progressed. Yeah, so if, be, if they had the original, I, like um, Dumbledore. Dumbledore and Gandalf are just so different. Like, they're, like they're both benevolent, but they're both different levels of benevolent mm-hmm. like i i don't let, let, let's let's not get into this this isn't harry potter cast because <laughs> I, 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 I could talk about this for a while because yeah. yeah i i used to be a massive harry potter fan um so yeah so basically we're just going to go back and forth coming up with our own made-up genres or we're, we're really more than anything i think we're going to sort of use this time as like sort of like just to workshop them live and just have fun and enjoy music and things like that and so with that um i have this idea i've been sitting on for the like like the past three weeks um and that is basically the this idea of of having genre names be like onopoetic you know like based on onomatopoeias Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking of gent you know how like and so you know gent's supposed to be you know the, the the sound of that like guitar that guitar makes within the Which, genre to this day i don't get because i don't get I just either don't think like well, I, that is not the word i would come up with if I anything i would say like wow like wow wow like, i have a theory I about it though so and this is something you can actually look into this um that onomatopoeias actually differ depending on culture and language so like uh, a gunshot for english is usually bang right mm-hmm in Italian, it's poom or pum. Okay. So I'm thinking that whoever originated the term gent might not have been of this country or of like an English speaking country. Okay. Um, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. E- either that or maybe it was someone who was just tone deaf. I, I don't know. But like, <laughs> I-, I don't really understand the, the idea behind the name either. But I, I, I think it's really funny to have a genre that's named after that that's like an onomatopoeia. So yeah. I, I've been thinking of of ones that like that, that are, they aren't necessarily like onomatopoeias, but the, they're like I'm just trying to think of like a word that doesn't have any vowels in. So I'm thinking squirrel, 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 s k r l, and I'm trying to think about what 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 genre that what like what, what type of music would be squirrel, Scott. <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe it's again just word association. I think of squirrel, so maybe that <laughs> so would describe squirrel like, core, or maybe it would describe like the really chipmunky vocals of like a melt banana or something like that. <laughs> you just you just have to rip on melt banana whenever you get the chance, huh? You, know, you, you, you can just let band. me enjoy it. <laughs> perfectly fine band. <laughs> I'm totally shitting you, man. Um, <laughs> what was I guess? I I I was thinking. So I think I think chipmunky 
vocals. I think there's something there. I was also thinking that I think it has to be somewhere in electronic music because, yeah. uh, like, just electronic music genres are just so like esoteric and bizarre sometimes in like the way they work. Like, I was watching this. It, it was like a 20 minute video of this dude who I don't think has any real um, knowledge or like or much more than a cursory knowledge of electronic music trying to explain these different genres sub like these subgenre terms uh which some of them get like it, it's it's very um nitpicky at times that they're like you know like the, the difference between like deep house and like progressive house or like or like tech house and stuff like that it's like what um so like i i feel like skirl is like something like in like almost like a hard step type of thing like like a like a dubstep uk garage type uh-huh. of style they yeah they so i'm thinking yeah so chipmunky vocals definitely uh oh so no but basically you know what the, the, the it's 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 whatever burial makes yeah <laughs> i haven't listened to a ton of burial honestly oh uh, you, you, have you listened to untrue uh, I don't think so. I might have a while ago, but I don't really remember it. That's surprising because I I, I see you as someone who would love Untrue. Uh, um, maybe I have to make that a party for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's it. it I mean, like it's one of those albums I like. I found it difficult at times to get into, but like if you really like your dance music, man, and I know you do. I, uh, I do indeed. Yeah, well, I mean, you do. I mean, like, you like a lot of uh, new disco and stuff like no, that. No, no, I, I meant that genuinely. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Dance music. yeah, yeah. So, like, you would really enjoy it because it's 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 super bouncy, yeah. uh, but it's also like creepy as hell at times. Uh, like, I, I actually so I had it on in the car when uh, my sister was in town, and she was like, "This is creepy. Turn it off." <laughs> like, <laughs> we and mind you, we were on the first track. <laughs> wow. It is. Yeah, sometimes that's all it takes. Oh, it was, it, it's a it's a good album though. Like it took me a little while to get onto it, but so so basically we're talking about burial though. Skrull. Skrull is 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 burial's new genre, not not dubstep or UK bass. Uh, no, it's 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 Skrull. Okay, Skrull. <laughs> are are we writing this down, Scott? We need to keep this for future evidence. For, I will for, for records. I have pen I, and paper. I, I'm so. I'm holding you to it now. Uh, <laughs> So S K and of course that has to be in all caps. A, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. No. It definitely a S K R L. Yeah. Maybe maybe there needs to be a slash somewhere in there too. Yeah. S K slash R L. Yeah. Perfect. That's hardcore. Because then somebody's going to be like, oh, is that like a too like too too long didn't read, and like like <laughs> like, like like a new like internet logo lingo, and we'll be like, you find out, you know. Yeah. Find for yourself because you know what, what's the point of having a new subgenre unless you can like exclude people from it you know it's it, it's do you, you remember that episode of south park where cartman uh gets a he gets his own amusement park and he mm. doesn't let anybody else go to it no i don't think i do yeah so he he he, he buys an amusement park exclusively so he can just ride the rides <laughs> and there are like and it's so he closes it off to the rest of the public and everybody wants to get in and so he ends up making it uh he ends up making a fortune by only letting certain people in <laughs> basically because of like that exclusionary idea uh, that like everybody wants in if they yeah. can't get in uh it's 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 like boys club only no girls allowed <laughs> no girls allowed no non-scurls allowed sorry <laughs> uh 
Okay, so... I, okay, so we got one. I, I, I want to open the floor to what you have, because I, I have another idea, but I'm going to say I'm going to sit on it, so... Uh, so, I had a couple specific ideas pop into my mind before yeah. we started recording, just, you know, when you first mentioned this idea. Uh, one, it was born out of uh, a combination of two things. One is, I know I've talked about it before, but before ranking Discovery by Daft Punk, their, I think, second or third best album of the decade of the 2000s, uh, Pitchfork, in their original review of Discovery, called it a uh, Frankenstein monster of disco and uh, EDM, I think. But it, I remember that term, the Frankenstein monster, came to mind. And then another thing that came to mind was... Um, Rhythm Roulette, it's something that, um, I think Mass Appeal is the YouTube channel, but they bring hip-hop producers to a record store, blindfold them, and then they have to randomly pick out a handful of records. Okay, yeah, so it's um, sort of like um, uh, Blue Note used to do that back yeah. in the day. So the, or, the, no, and, it, wasn't, it wasn't Blue Note, it, was, it could have been Offbeat, I think. It was like yeah. one of those jazz magazines, though. So, yeah, they, they would bring, you know, and then they would have to, you know, make a sample-based, you know, track off of whatever those final were so i thought of a genre or art form or whatever you want to call it a challenge called frankenhouse where you have an electronic producer that can only create a house track using halloween like haunted house samples fuck yes and it's a requirement that you have to in some way sample something from monster mash on every track you make Oh my god, that's perfect. So, I, but I, are you are you only saying uh, like like those um you 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 know those Halloween CDs you can get at like you know for like ninety nine cents that that are just like just spooky sounds. Oh no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Any... So, so but, but but does it only have to be that, or could like someone pull from like classic horror movies? Sure. You know what? As we're riffing. It is a Frankenstein yeah. monster, so yeah. I mean, it's going to be from all over the anything well, I, like horror related. Yeah, like, like I, I, I could picture like, oh, man, like, like I feel like if, if like the misfits went like straight up dance, like, like the, the, this is the end result. God, that would that would be even a, <laughs> that would oh that would be tanking I, even more than they already have. Oh my god, you, you, you know how uh, like you know how they do um, oh, where where did, where was my train of thought? Um, how everybody, God, where did I go? <laughs> Don't you fucking hate when this happens? Um, I was thinking, uh, that, that like, you, you have all these subgenres that like will take from horror or no, 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 no. I, I was thinking, um, God, well, yeah, I, I guess I'm not here. So, um, Frank and Frankencore or, you know, sorry, that the, Frankenhouse, the, Frankenhouse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it has to have the monster mash. In it, yeah. Hey, are, but, are, are they going to use? Are, are you allowed to use the the like the beat of Monster Mash, sort of like the Amen break? Well, or? I'm thinking like it's not true Frankenhouse if you don't sample Monster Mash. I, I envision a future where eventually people stray from the, the its roots and they use other things. But so, 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 sort of like how it's like it, it's it's not a rave unless somebody's dropping E. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the, the true, you know, OG Frankenhouse artists always sample Monster Mash in some way. And, and, and you know, in some cases, it's, like, the um, the sound designer, how they have the, the Wilhelm scream as, like, an Easter oh, yeah. egg. 
Yeah. Um, like they, at this point, a lot of sound designers put it as a joke for other sound designers. Cause it's just, it's such a meme now that like, it's such a cartoonish, um, uh, yeah. part of any, um, of any well, movie. It's, it's, it, it's like how, um, you know, like that's in film a lot that, uh, a lot of directors will pay homage to other directors through little things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, like I think some, like if you ever see like uh like a lady in blue or no I think it's a lady in white uh that that's a Scorsese reference um you know that that like whenever the leading the lead lady shows up she's she's dressed in white uh it's like a whole thing um there's a lot of stuff like like I mean you can find them everywhere like with Tarantino Tarantino's obsessed with feet if you haven't noticed that I have not thank you I wouldn't I feel like I will not be able to unsee that now Oh man! I, so if you like, just tangent. If you really want to have, uh, if 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 you really want to have a laugh, um, honest trailers did like a every Tarantino movie trailer, and like the last half of it, at least the last half, is just like all shots of feet <laughs> that, that, that are taken <laughs> from all of his movies. Oh man! Uh, that that's probably one of the most well known out there. But but all that to say, um, so you can take from. <laughs> So you have to take from all these freaking horror, uh, you know, you have to take from Monster Mash, uh, which it sort of reminds As me the of the foundation and you yeah. can, you can build from there, which, which reminds me of like, um, you, you know how like so many producers have like their own like call out tags now. I, I, I don't know what the right word is. There, there's a, oh, yeah, I know. Word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mike will made it or, yeah. Um, or like Kenny beats or, or DJ you know. Cal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Oh man, Caledcore. That, Caledcore. There we go. Oh, Caledcore. That, that's a rabbit hole. I don't even want to go down. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, it could be anything because you know, you sample anybody from a DJ Khaled song. It could be it could be literally anybody. So, like, I guess that's true. Yeah, because he like, he always always collaborating. It's not like anything he does is unique. So yeah, <laughs> I I don't get that, dude. Like. I, I just like how, how do you get away with that? Or I mean, I, I I guess to be fair that that's what movie producers have basically been doing since like the beginning of film. So well, one, what, so I got in a, a friendly discussion with one of my friends, and he this is a while ago. I haven't thought about DJ Khaled until you know we had this conversation. Just <laughs> you now. and the rest of the world, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, but uh, he argued that. He does have a knack for bringing it together. Like, I, I think he makes some good, like, hit hip-hop songs. Like, if you like pop rap, he makes some pretty great tracks in that regard. But but he and doesn't he does, make anything, though. I know. Like, and that's kind of, like, where we're... Like, he was arguing that no one... He's just... He's such a well-connected and, for whatever reason, respected artist in the genre. So he ha- he's able to bring together, you know, big names in a way that other people aren't. I don't know if I fully buy that, but that's just the, that's just the explanation, you know. One, that's one argument, if mm-hmm. if you want to buy that. Which I mean, I can kind of see that to an extent, but also it's just it's. And then my retort was okay. Well, when he quote unquote performed at the Grammys, it literally was it was a song with Rihanna and some other rapper, and they were like they were the ones performing, and DJ Khaled was just in the back of the stage like. Just, just like, nodding pe- to the beat. It is you know, periodically like saying random like we the like, best. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, like that's kind of embarrassing that supposedly this is your song and your quote unquote DJ Khaled is, is performing at the Oscars and you're literally just standing in the back doing nothing. Well, I, I, maybe, maybe you shouldn't call himself DJ Khaled because I mean, if, if you're not even going to DJ. Yeah, like he wasn't even at like a turn. He wasn't even, yeah, that's a good point. Like other DJs, they'll actually get up and, and, uh, yeah, like, like be at the turntables or behind a MacBook or yeah. something. Like, yeah, yeah. Even, like, even if you're just pressing the play button on like your DAW, like yeah, that, that's still something. But it also brings up the thought, though, is like if if DJ Khaled isn't considered like an artist, so would that mean generative music artists aren't considered artists? Be, because they they're pretty much not like they're very much sitting back and letting other things take control but I, I would also say that generative arts put those things together in the first place yeah like it's, it's so. also very much depends on the the genre like for something like hip-hop there are so few things you can do like you're either writing the lyrics producing the beat or rapping and he routinely does none of those three things yeah so i mean i feel like you know within the confines of hip-hop specifically he's kind of on the He's essentially he's an executive producer, which is nothing yeah. wrong with that. But he is he treats himself, and people treat him like he's an artist, which he just <laughs> you know he I mean, isn't. I'm sorry, like it just he, all the th- all the things an artist would do, he he you know decidedly like, doesn't do. I, at least Josh Homme, like you know, has the decency to like not call his desert sessions like Josh Homme's desert sessions. He just calls it desert sessions. Yeah, exactly. That's like, a great point. Is that it's you know, I think. I didn't even know that you know, what it was um, until I looked into it. I think I, I didn't even know what it was, period, until the last one came out. Yeah. Because I was into like, it? No, because I'm not, frankly, I like Queens of the Stone Age, but they're not, you know, they're not one, like, one of my favorite rock bands or whatever. Yeah. So I just, it, you know. I fucking um, love Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was, it was so funny because, uh, even like when I said that argument to my friend, like, yeah, but like when he performs on stage, he's just in the background like a creep, and he laughed and was like, yeah, I guess he kind of is. Because <laughs> like, like I, I think there is some credence to you, you bring people together. I mean, essentially, that's what um, that's kind of Dre in a way. I mean, obviously, that wasn't what it used to be, but um, on his latest album, he didn't even produce a lot of the beats, but he was able to because his name was Dr. Dre. You know, he was able to, you know, so many big name artists and producers came so they wanted to be a part of his his project. So random thought, has has anybody ever tried to sue Dr. Dre because uh, he's basically impersonating a medical professional? <laughs> um, I don't know how far that case would go, so I'm going to guess no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, Dr. Dre sold me some bad weed. I don't know. <laughs> That is not that is not what I expected you to say just then. That's funny. Oh, oh man. So okay, so so Frankenhouse. I, I like that though. Four four on the floor monster mash. Four on the floor monster mash. Yeah. Love it. The, 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 that's that's gonna be the uh, the, the the compilation that comes out of it. it maybe it's gonna be like um like like maybe one of those genres that's named after like a record label. So like Frankencore's the record label as well. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Or no, Franken. I always say Frankencore, Frankenhouse. Yeah, uh, kind of like how uh, DFA Records kind of had its own subgenre of sorts at one yeah. point. 
or like or, a, or rather they I, had their, I was thinking of e, um is it emi the uh the jazz label oh EC, ecm that, that's, ECM, a, that's even you. better example yeah we're yeah. essentially like there's a style called like ecm style jazz yeah exactly is, is, is an actual thing which i i'll be honest i'm not the biggest fan of uh it's the, yeah. the, that that's usually where my interest stops is like because like keith jarrett is like king on that and like i'm just not big on that like it it's it's just like too soft i guess for me yeah i like keith jarrett in very small bursts but then after a while like i i think i have a a very inexpensive copy of uh the Cole oh, concerts yeah and at first like it's really interesting just to hear him like you know pluck around the piano but once you get to like the beginning of the second side of like the first lp you're like okay i'm, I'm kind of done double album so it's yeah like, it's fuck. like i really don't need any more of this i'm sorry yeah i mean I, I i guess if like if cecil taylor did the same thing like i.e put out like a double album of just solo improvisations i i, I don't know how well that would go over yeah exactly um, just... I, I feel like some people would be like in love with it because like a lot of people are just like like obsessed with cecil taylor so uh for good reason but um Okay, so I, I've got I've got one that I've I've sort of been thinking. I, I I think I've actually talked to you about this before in the past. It's um basically like you you know how like black and death metal is basically just like it's death metal with like that black metal edge to it. Mm-hmm. What if you had the opposite? What, what what if you had death into black metal? That is that is an interesting debate. Yeah, um, because. I always thought, yeah, because you don't usually have like deafened genres, but you yeah, like exactly. you always have black genres. It, it, I mean, it it doesn't hit the ear as nicely. And also, I just I, I feel like it evolved that way because black metal is so much. It's just an inherently atmospheric and kind of. Yeah, um, but, but but what happens when you take that atmospheric black metal and you know like he you know atmospheric black metal goes to the gym for a little bit. You know, and, and and starts you know doing some lifts and you know get getting some gains and getting real swole. <laughs> yeah. You know, m- m- mind you, not like super swole, but just like you know, just uh, lithe, like you know, strong. Uh, so, you know, what what would you call that? And definitely I mean, black metal. Maybe that's like a an extended way to say like war metal or like bestial black metal. Um, well, isn't war metal like more based on like? Um, like isn't that like more like metallic ish um it's essentially it's just like super aggressive i would say it takes more it's bands like revenge and um um oh damn it there's another band is it bad that when you say revenge the first thing that pops in my mind is is the move from pokemon revenge the fighting move (laughs) fighting move I, th- I think they would take issue with that because they're one of those bands that I feel like takes themselves really seriously. Oh man! Um, but yeah, I I would love yeah because Black and Death Metal has such a specific sound that is definitely you can tell us Black and Death Metal obviously Black and Thrash too. But yeah. those genres are still very much like Death Metal and Thrash Metal. Like you yeah, can like, tell that they what like, they are at their core. What w- what if you wanted the opposite? Like what what if you wanted the black metal that was more thrashy? So thrashed black metal. <laughs> thrashed black metal. I don't know. Like I feel like I think that does bring a kind of this is something I've thought about for a while. Is why is it always like I feel like and you always have black and doom metal. Like there are some core genres of extreme metal that 
are the you know the prefix and the suffix you know so to speak how, how you would know, you like, doom and you would never have like do, like it's always death doom like it always kind yeah. of like death but like it's interesting how that works too that like it's it seems so natural to have one one genre like like um, precede the other yeah exactly like just you know death doom evolved you know on its own and that just that just became the genre it's like how come no one said like doomed death metal yeah or... I, I mean i think some of it has to do with like sort of how it sounds like, yeah again like yeah. how it how it hits the ear For but sure. i think it, it's also like i think i mean you've talked about this a lot uh whenever i read your reviews on heavy blog is that uh just how malleable of a genre black metal is it really is uh and i think that's part of it it's it, it's sort of like um it, it it's almost like it's the acrylic in in the paint if yeah you will. yeah that's a good way uh, to put it but because i mean i I'm, I'm thinking like if we just went really like obscure like and just like plucked like i don't know like classic doom metal or like uh or what what, what what's that uh is epic doom metal that's what i'm thinking of like candle mass like you know uh nightfall era candle mass with all the operatic vocals like if, yeah. if you tried to try to make that like if you were like oh yeah the, these guys are you know like if there was some band that was doing that but they're also a black metal band like you know you wouldn't be like oh yeah they're, they're, they're like epic doom the epic doomed black metal <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we're, we're, we're basically just we, we've just turned into that meme of, of the, the 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 metal nerd just like no it's actually blackened thrash core yeah, like, exactly <laughs> i always feel like, i always hate doing that even when it's it's well i mean it's never warranted because who really cares but yeah. like when, when someone is actually like incorrectly the only one that really bothers me is when people call all metal screamo. It's like, no, it's not like, <laughs> like that's not screamo is like a very specific thing, and I don't get it because, like, so it's screamo just because they're screaming. Like, yeah, so, it, 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 again, it's it, it, it's it it's sort of it, it's it's all about the rhythm of, of how it sounds. Yeah. Like you know, it, it's easier to say screamo. I'm listening to some screamo than I'm listening to some technical death metal. <laughs> But like, like, where, like, if you listen to music where they're singing, would you call it like singo? Or if like they're more, <laughs> if they're more yelling, would you call it yellow? Or if I mean, they're like, if they're more growling, I mean, is it growlo? Within the context of this episode, yes, we can. We yes, can. We will. We'll call it, well, yeah, we're gonna call all hardcore is now yellow now. Yeah, they're all yelling. And I mean, and I mean that as in like yellow, as in like the color as well. So like we're talking like prevalent uses of 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 ochre, if you will. Uh, which no, I mean, is ochre? I, I guess ochre is more brown. Um, so, but yellow definitely. So, like, you know, but my 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 favorite yellow band is is Jaundiced. By the way, uh, you know. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, I I I had I I keep thinking about because you brought up suffixes and like so the idea of prefixes and suffixes sort of coming together has always been funny for me so like what about like proto postcore with like nothing in the middle so it's just like it's just it's just suffixes and prefixes yeah just just like or post post core yeah post post like, oh my post... god like, like th- th- that's okay th- if i can go on a literary rant for a second because like people are all over like you know like postmodern like postmodernism yeah. and it's like 
the thing is like david foster wallace like you know like 20 years ago now was like you know i I think we're done with like postmodernism as it is just like say and like i've literally i've had professors use the term post postmodern before post postmodern and then eventually we'll get to like post post postmodern which i i think but by then it's gonna they're gonna use exponentials so it's it's gonna be like postmodern to the power of three oh jeez because that really rolls off the tongue doesn't it i mean postmodernism doesn't exactly roll off the tongue yeah either. well that, that's true I mean, like same, kind of with, same with deconstructionism and like a, a, anything they have to put an ism at the end of it, it like for me it automatically just deadens it as <laughs> as just a like a lively word yeah <laughs> but maybe that speaks more for my own beliefs than anything <laughs> i uh um, I wrote that. I wrote that down. It was what you said. Uh, Yellow, or no, a post proto core, otherwise oh, po- known as just the genre itself. <laughs> I like, mean, it pretty po- much is because you, you're 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 saying that the original. It's, yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's a post variant on a hardcore version of the original genre. Exactly. So it's just yeah. like like if you like, you, let's say it's like. It's not post punk or proto punk. It's 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 post proto core. Otherwise, post proto core. It's yeah. just <laughs> which I mean. That is how I'm going to describe hardcore punk from now on. It's post proto core. I mean, haven't you kind of noticed though that like the new like versions of like like sort of like this new wave of uh, heavy metal like revival mm-hmm. and sort of like this whole like black and roll revival type of thing too is is basically that it's basically post proto core. <laughs> Because like 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 Cavell are talk like they're literally just doing like what you know like fucking um oh my god what what's entombed they're they're basically doing an entombed but like I mean to be fair they have their own spin on it like I'm not gonna not gonna shit on them because I think I I think they're a good band um but like it, it just it's just weird how like how cyclical a lot of these genres are mm-hmm. and like that like people think that they're doing but like that some of these like i mean i i really point to like the heavy metal revival but like i'm thinking of like bands like satan and things mm-hmm. like that but like the, those type of dudes who are like literally just doing stuff that's already been done but since they're doing it now it's technically different because I, I I guess they've had time to think about it. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I've, I've always was kind of revival because there are some good. You know, I guess this kind of goes to what we were talking we, when we were talking about Greta Van Fleet, and you know, yeah. quite a while ago. You know, because there are some good bands. There was one band I forget who they were called, um, but down for like their 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 cover legitimately looks like a um, like a riff on the Screaming for Vengeance cover. Like it, it looked, it looked like a, a variant of that, hmm. and then the music literally just sounded like Judas Priest, like or like, just, um, or or just Ghost. How like Ghost's first album is is just a Scooby Doo cover, you know? Yeah, and it's just it's just like you know Blue Oyster Cult. Um, yeah, but I, it's just it, it's it's interesting because there are some some cool stuff that comes out of that. But why? It's kind of like uh, I was actually rereading one of my reviews that I stumbled upon i think it was a facebook memory um but for the band gruesome oh um, yeah, yeah they're they're a bunch of um like i think one of the one of the dudes from exhumed is 
is part of it. And there are a number I, of other death metal veterans that literally just yeah, I was just gonna say from the you know from the onset, you know that they're trying to make like death. Um, Oma, like it, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, it's very unique to have a band specifically say we are trying to make death, you know, homage to this one specific band. Like usually, you know, like they, you know, like modern heavy metal revival, they love, um, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas yeah. Priest, like, like, you know, take your pick, but they literally Brandon. say we're trying to, and so it's, it's hard to get mad at them because they specifically, it's not like Red Band Fleet where they're like, oh no, we like Led Zeppelin, but not that much. It's like, oh, fuck you. But like, <laughs> but like to have a band be like, oh no, like we're literally trying to make, you know, have you ever heard the album Symbolic by Death? We're trying to do that. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, that that's an extreme version of the you know, revival movements in general. It's like, if it sounds so close to the original, except, you know, with better production, I don't know. It's, it's, it's some, interesting. So, sometimes the production, though, is like, sometimes almost more important, like... Like, I'm thinking of, like, post-punk revival. Like, I have no interest in post-punk revival. Like, I don't want to listen to Interpol. I'm just going to put on fucking Joy Division. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it, to be fair, I, I have not listened to an Interpol album. But it's it's just, I'm like, I just don't see the point. Like, I'm just not interested in, in listening to one. Mm-hmm. I, no, actually, sure. I, I do remember, I think they, they had one track that was on Rock Band 2. And I remember hating that track. But I, I think a lot of time has passed since then, so I, I would probably enjoy it, but, you know. <laughs> so, w- what else? Do you, do you have anything else uh, written down for, like, ideas? I about, do, about, and, and yeah, this okay. is from a specific, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this is from a specific thought that I've had that does not make any historical or chronological sense, but the first time I heard Bad Brains, uh, their self-titled debut, I just, I thought it sounded exactly like early Bathory. Just like the, <laughs> the guitar tone, the way that the, and it, this obviously, this doesn't make any, there's no indication that Bathory was influenced by Bad Brains or Vice Versa. Bathory Brains. Yeah, exactly. Um, like obviously Bathory was influenced by like speed oh metal and, and hardcore punk and whatnot. Um, that, oh, th- that's, oh my God, sorry. I, I have to interrupt you because I was thinking of this, this is what I was thinking earlier with, with, with Frankenhouse. Was that there were all these? You know how like there are all those bands who like will do like they're like tribute bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I, I feel like there's somebody who's going to be doing that with with Frankenhouse, like sort of like it. it they, they're they're going to be a Frankenhouse band, but they do Frankenhouse versions of the Misfits. Yeah. So like you know Frankenhouse remixes of I Turned Into a Martian and like Die Die My Darling. Love it. <laughs> um. But anyway, sorry. Well, no, it's okay. Where I was going with that is, what if you flip it, where instead of like black and hardcore or like hardcore that sounds like black black metal or anything like that, how about black and reggae? Because that's <laughs> yes! like that's like the other side of Bad Brains sound. I'm like, what would you get it for? Because um, I always forget what his initials are. Uh, HR. Uh, HR. Yeah. yeah. Like he. He has like that unique voice, not that it like it's black metal vocals, but like could you just do that over reggae except you you reggae with distortion? Like I I don't even know how this would sound, but just that. Oh my god, what, what if it was like tremolo riffs but like instead of blast beats under it, it was it was like that that like 2/4 reggae punch <laughs> type of thing? <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I mean, feel like this would actually cuz you know, just putting any any old tremolo is is pretty easy to do. 
You yeah. just kind of, as long as you know how to do it. And then obviously reggae is notoriously one of the laziest genres. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if people would, would word it like that. But like, Hot take, but yeah. yeah. I, so like, so, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to, to get that get that the, together. The weird thing, though, is like I feel like we aren't too far away from this being an actual possibility. Because, I mean, like, dude, like, like Zeal and Ardor exist as a band. And a very successful one at that. Which I'm kind of glad for, because when I first heard their um, their debut EP or album or whatever, um, I thought it was really cool. It was really interesting, and I'm glad that they... I don't know if I like the direction they've taken as much as like the, the initial wave of their first project, but I feel like that's kind of a, a real-life version of what we're talking about today. It's yeah. like gospel, you know, like traditional gospel and, and slave spirituals with black metal. Why not? Um it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it, it's. I, I just think to be fair, I have not listened to Zeal and Ardor. Um, I or at least I, I think I gave like I think I listened to like that EP or like part of it, and I was just like, eh. Um, I wouldn't. I really should listen to it again at some point. Uh, I, I think it's 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 really cool. I do think that the individual parts are not the best iterations of the, those styles, but I think that the way that they combine them, it, it's still good. Like it's still well played black metal. So, well so, played. So it's like it, it's it. You you're almost saying that like it 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 sometimes might give itself up to gimmick a little bit. I don't think it ever is so gimmicky that it's you know you're like okay this is not um like I'll say early I do genuinely like the newest liturgy album but I feel yeah. like the the previous one the artwork where it was like black and trip hop. Like that was a gimmick that was just really, really <laughs> oh poorly executed. Black and trip hop. Now that's a genre too that I want. Yeah, that one. Like it was like okay, that sounds amazing. And you listen to it, well, like wow, this wait, is really bad. Wouldn't black and trip hop just basically be, like be like broken side? Um, like, I mean, crunkcore. I mean, it's pretty much that. It's kind of amazing like, that crunkcore exists. I mean, I feel like that's something that we would come up as a joke, but. Uh, I mean, it's the thing. I I I, I see it as like. Okay, like to to go to, to, to use the Wayback Machine. Um, remember how when um, uh, when Metal Machine music came out, that Lou Reed considered it to be the final evolution of metal in a way. Yes. Yeah, or, or of rock music or what have you. Yeah. I, I think that Crunkor is basically the final evolution of new metal. That's actually that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Honestly. because I mean, you, you you're basically taking. I mean. It, it like you're basically taking the two most popular genres at the time and you're just mixing them together. It's just that you're sort of, um, you're you're, you're sort of mixing them differently. You're diluting them differently. Yeah. Uh, because like with new metal, like you know, there's much more metal to it. With crunkcore, sure. it's more like you've. You, I feel like you've got more hip hop going on, but you you're still retaining those screams. Yeah. Uh, and it it just it's not good. <laughs> you know, not not every experiment is a success. You know, but I'll, I mean, in a way, you kind of got to give them credit for even trying. So, also, I think it's really funny because I would consider, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I would consider crunk core like a demotion over new metal, like at least in terms of a term and the way the genre progressed. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like grunge and post grunge. Like, I mean, who's who, who's going to say that like Theory of a Dead Man is like a better band than Nirvana? <laughs> yeah. But it, it made me think of uh, one of my friends, like over time, Gent has been rebranded as like progressive metalcore. And oh, one yeah. of my friends who's in a quote unquote progressive metalcore band was like, <laughs> shout out to all the 
you know, the gent bands who got washed away in the trend, you know, only to have your style like become acceptable again, you know, and rebranded. You know, it's, I mean, what, it's, it's, what, was gent ever really hated? Oh, it got over. I mean, it's kind of like what happened to Deathcore. Is that you know, Deathcore was yeah. the next big, next big thing, and then any remotely talented or slash not that talented Deathcore band was signed. Or, or, yeah, in, in in any true metal fan, you know, true with a V. Like, yeah, because <laughs> a, a lot of the early Deathcore bands were actually pretty good, and they were doing something interesting. But then it, it became a thing where like literally anyone. Who's being deathcore got signed, and then that that is when the quality control kind of went out the window. The same thing happened to Gen, yeah. Um, where it, you know there were some bands who were doing kind of cool things and were actually doing progressive things, and then eventually it just be- became people who could go bonk bonk. See, you know, the, like this is why I I think that is the eventual like um, ending for any art movement ever. Like, do, 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 just think about it. Like, Dadaism, like, that went out, became surrealism, which then again died, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, it, it's just, like, I, I think that's just part of it is is when you try to create a label, the label will, like, automatically reject itself over time. Like, it's, it, 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 it's almost like cancer in a way, like, that, like, it, like, reject like like the body's like rejecting its own cells in a way it's it's kind of weird uh but you spoke at deathcore and so i think for for my final genre which i i actually just came up with this while we were talking um is literally i'm calling it deathcore but it's not deathcore as in like uh you know like a new take like like you know death metal but with more breakdowns i'm thinking of like hardcore punk versions of the band death Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that but, a lot. But and th- th- this is where it's not going to be cool anymore. Uh, I want them to take they, the part of part of being a deathcore band, or uh, maybe we should call this true deathcore with a V. I don't know uh, because you know we're talking about the the band death. But um, you, the whole idea is that you're you're playing. You're basically like any any deathcore band is a tribute band to the band death. So. People have to play Chuck Schuldiner. People have to play Gene Hoagland, you know, like and not not like actual versions of them, not not like an honest representation of them that you would see in like a movie. I'm talking about like parody, like like or just like like just as like the most one dimensional view you can think of. Like so it's it's basically just like a bad tribute band that plays good music. <laughs> That's uh, that's not the direction I thought this was gonna go, but that's because I, I I think hardcore punk covers of Death would be really fun. I, I, the, oh yeah, the... I, I mean it's it's pretty much isn't that pretty much what Slayer tried to do on that covers album that they did? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it, yeah, I mean that that's yeah. a very ungenerous take, but I don't know if it's incorrect. <laughs> it's a very generous. Thing. <laughs> I I actually just thought too of um, oh god, I, there I go again, losing losing my train of thought yet again um uh, it was something about death metal i don't know man <laughs> i i think i think i need to see the doctor <laughs> <laughs> oh man because I, I i you know what do, do you have any more genres left because i'm gonna try to think of this and i know it's gonna come to me so i'm, I'm gonna have to just sort of wait for it okay yeah um 
So I have one that okay. Um, I hate to stay. I wanted to do a third one that was completely different, but this one I just thought was too perfect. Uh, okay. It's another black metal offshoot, but uh, there is a lot of symphonic and operatic black metal, and, and you know, the kind of more in the avant-garde wing. There's uh, bands like uh, Lychgate, who actually put out a fantastic new EP last Friday. Shout out to them. Um, the Arctis. Yes, them them as well. Who you know take that really operatic or symphonic orchestral take. Uh, what about uh, black metal Trans Siberian Orchestra doing a Christmas suite, except black metal? I could see that, man. Like I feel like that is like a little bit meme-y, but also like super realistic. That, um, that I I mean, like, have you noticed? Like, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like the past few years. Christmas albums have no longer become not like a night like a um uh like like something to poke fun at like like genuine artists out there have actually come out with like Christmas albums Fucking like like Eric Clapton has a Christmas album. I mean Robert Halford came out with a Christmas album. Yeah, exactly, and like like it's not even like it's it, it's almost beyond irony now. Uh, so like it, it makes me feel like like it, it's just a matter of time before some black metal band does a Christmas album. Like, like be, I mean, may, maybe if Emperor ever reunites, they will do a Christmas album. Oh, yeah, because they have some, you know, I love Emperor, but they, they have some hokey as fuck sections to some of their, where they have, like, super, and, and so does Mayhem for, like, for a hot second on yeah. um, um, Grand Declaration of War. Like, some of the vocal passages and stuff, it literally sounded like they were trying to do, like, a black metal opera. That would be so awesome, though, like, just being, like, like you know, just, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to do an impression, but, like, somebody doing, like, Hark the Herald's Angel, Angel Sing, but just in, like, that screeched, like, you know, vocal, that raspiness. That would be amazing. Because there are a bunch of people who do, um, like, you know, primarily minor key music, and then they flip to major key and vice versa. I love um, And it's really interesting. Like, there's this yeah. one YouTuber, I forget his full name. He's kind of douchey. He's made some pretty obnoxious videos, um, <laughs> but he made one where it was like major key black metal, and it's it's essentially oh, like God, I'm gonna have to look this up now. It's like really fast pop punk, in in a way, at least the way he performs it. Um, so it's it's black really metal. Um, happy metal. Yeah, I I, th- I think that's what it was oh, brand, but he he wore quartz paint and stuff which is why it made me think of that yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out i because i was thinking of uh i always think they someone did a video of um they they took smells like teen spirit and they they put it into major key and, and essentially i mean that must just be like a, a pop punk song right i mean at that point. kind of yeah i i mean I, nirvana was kind of pop punky i mean i i feel like i'm gonna get death threats for saying that but like i mean they weren't they weren't a grunge band like in like a lot of other grunge bands like they were very much yeah much more of like a punk band they obviously were huge on the the pixies formula of yeah. like the, the loud like it, it was kind of when someone um i think it was a i think it was like an, an official documentary where they talked about how they were influencing the Pixies, and then when they, they play that loud, quiet, loud dynamic, you, you, I've never listened to Nirvana the same way again. Because literally all their songs, either the chorus or the verse, it goes from like really quiet to really loud and vice versa. Hey, wait, I've got a new complaint. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, um, I haven't listened yeah. to Nirvana for a while. Um, you know, I, I I keep trying to look for their CDs whenever we're at the CD store, and I I just never see it for cheap enough because I'm like like Nirvana sold so many fucking albums, dude. Like they're like one of the best selling acts of the '90s. I'm I'm like pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you would think that there would just be like a ton of used Nirvana there for like under five bucks. No, not the case. I, I think people are still very sentimental over it because I, I think for a lot of like, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, like, um, like a lot of today's like adults and like new parents, like basically our generation and like just a little, little up. So like, so basically like the first millennials out there, um, you know, I think that that was like their shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, it's probably having, sort of a nostalgic trend for them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I feel like people are sort of okay with, like, making it more expensive, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't, it, it, but it's, like, the same thing with, like, uh, with like Thriller. Like, you know, used to be the best-selling album of all time, and it's still, like, seven, eight bucks. <laughs> which, yeah. Which just makes no sense to me. I mean, maybe I don't understand economics, but, like, I'm pretty sure supply and demand is a thing. <laughs> yeah it's like after you know i really wanted to get an elton john literally all of his albums even used um well, were, I, were ten dollars that i can understand so there are a couple of reasons for that one i think there are uh he did a remaster series at some point so i feel like those would would probably be priced higher than uh other ones I can uh, see did, that, but I feel like he's he's been around long enough that well, I expect then, it to be like in the seven to eight range. But but then there's also been that that uh, biopic of his with uh, Taron Egerton. Uh, yeah, that's his name. And, yeah, and I think I think that like those two things combined, sort of you know, make people want to overprice everything. Sure. No, uh, I, I I could see that for sure. Yeah. Not not saying it's right. Just saying that that's kind yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't think it's immoral or anything i mean it's just kind of supplying it's kind of like after um well i mean this is kind of gross this is after like any celebrity dies oh yeah the the price just absolutely gets gets skyrocketed um yeah it's pretty it's pretty fucked up i mean it's again it's it can be explained by economics but that's kind of grim to look at it like that right uh, but it's, I mean, it's it's so true. That, like, I mean, after after Prince passed away, like immediately there was oh my god, and any Prince album you could possibly want. I mean, I, I did this when I w- I went and stocked up on a rush after Neil Peart passed away. Yeah, like well, I, I was just thinking about how like just how Prince's estate have just like treated his his legacy. <laughs> that is to say, they have not treated it well. Uh, I will in say, my opinion, there's there's been some cool like. Um, my mother-in-law actually bought me a it was a i'll have to look what it's actually called but it was essentially prince kind of fumbling around on no not fumbling you know like exploring around on piano and playing yeah some, it's, it's called a piano and a microphone yeah and it's it's, um, a, it's a really cool album actually i, I really like it I, see like i i tried to give it a listen but the fact that pur- the purple rain rendition on that is like only like a minute really makes me mad uh, just because, like, that's one of those songs that deserves to be longer, even if it's just on piano. Uh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't mind as much only because obviously the the original is, uh, you know, I've heard yeah. it so many times. It was kind of interesting to hear it in a different light. 
Yeah, um, I, I just like I, it. Just feels like they they were kind of like seeing like what they could get away with in a way. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean de- definitely. I feel like it could have been. I feel like it could have been longer. Um, could have uh, been worse. I mean, it, um, it it could be like sort of like how like uh, XXX Tentacion's uh, estate has been treating his legacy. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was wasn't a fan before he passed. Yeah, and I mean, haven't listened to any of it, but from yeah, me following. either. But like that, that that's just blatant. Like just just, I mean, it's it's basically prostitution. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is definitely from following uh, his. Uh, you know, just just the news about it, and especially Fantano covering it. It does seem like it, it's been it's been pretty pretty transparent what his estate's been trying to do. Oh yeah, I mean, and and, and like nobody's nobody's drinking the Kool Aid in this instance too, which is which is good. Um, like people are really mad about it. So. Yeah. Um, well, we're at fifty five minutes now, uh, fifty six minutes now. I, you know, I just keep talking, and time keeps you know slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Um, you can finish that song for me if you want, but, um, I'm thinking that we could draw this to a close and we can talk about our albums of the week. Awesome. So, uh, Scoots, you got an album of the week for me. Well, I, let me just open my, uh, master music doc so I read it correctly, but, um, uh, I thought is, this would is be, is this going to be one I'm going to have to like figure out how to spell? <laughs> uh, I'm going to figure out how to pronounce it. So maybe, um, yeah. I'll, I will send it to you after. Yeah. Um, but I thought this would be the perfect because there were there were a ton of awesome albums that came out on uh, on Friday. Like I have because what I usually do is I the way I formatted my list, I put a line for each new week after I make my my three by three grid for heavy blog. And then I just go up from there. And then at the end of the, the two week period, I create a, a grid from that. Um, so there's a ton of them, you know, li- entries from March 13th. I just, there's just so much good music came out and one that sounded like, uh, a genre that we would have made up. Uh, they build themselves as synth doom. And I was okay. like, That's, that kind of sounds like a gimmick, you know, but they purportedly, it was a mixture of like electronic rock and, and, you know, progressive electronic and synth with doom metal. And I was like, that, I feel like that's a so, weird, so like dungeon synth kind of, but when I listen to it, it literally sounds like doom metal with, like, predominantly with synths. Like, I just, I described it as, you know, John Carpenter and Ohm doing a collaboration. Ooh, and it really, like, it, cool. it, I genuinely sounds like, the, you know, those two artists, uh, or, you know, those two styles. Like, you have the, the exploration and the, um, the atmospheres of like progressive synth and that kind of genre underneath like these really plodding slow drums and a little bit of guitars and stuff um so this is viso v-a-i-s-s-e-a-u um okay. and the album's called horrors waiting in line oh, wait wait how did you did you say that was v-i or v-a-i v-a-i-s-s-e-a-u you s-s-e-a-u um, and the cover is like this amazing like it looks kind of like a like an updated version of like a cathedral cover um okay. and it's just it's... a really 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 cool album that i i, I de- genuinely thought this was going to be um because there are a ton of times bands like talk up their style and they're like oh it's actually this or whatever but i feel like this is genuinely one of the more unique combinations i've heard um, this year is just really, really well done. Um, 
and it, like it's it's fun while also being kind of like it's playful while also playing with with genre norms like it, it does a lot of experimental things but at the same time you know has fun doing it you know it's not trying to be too serious um i really am glad that this thing worked out because there was a good chance of this just based on you know previous albums that have tried to do something along those lines have fallen fallen short and this one certainly didn't so you you talked about yeah so vaisu i, I, I just i just texted you like like, like like tommy was so but but with the uh, but no it's, it's tommy was so and steve vi's love child vaiso now that that isn't <laughs> that is a match made in heaven and I mean, you know that that kid's gonna like score and direct like just the best movie ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you, 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 you spelled it. I thought you were talking about, um, uh, I guess Visu, uh, which is like a Thomas Pynchon uh, reference. Oh which, no! Like, but the, like thrice made an album with the with the name. So I was like, "What?" Like I was, I was hoping for like a cool Thomas Pynchon reference. You know, I could flex my my, my uh, creative writing degree a little bit. <laughs> uh, too bad. Um, that is cool, though. I really want to check this out because it's really, really like, good. I I do love me some some bleep bloops, and I love me some doom. So uh, perfect, perfect combination. Um, my let me see, I. I just had this up too. Uh, my album of the week is uh, an uh, by a band that uh, you've actually been meaning to check out. Uh, we've talked about this briefly before, uh, and that is Phantomass, uh, the super group with oh, okay. uh, containing members of Melvins and uh, and Mike Patton on vocals. Uh, so this album is called the Director's Cut, and it, I guess it's just it's nothing but uh, versions of it, it just covers of like movie themes and stuff. And uh, I, I mean, I, I just, I tacked this onto my to listen list just because I was like, you know, I, I always hear about this album, like I always hear about Phantom Mass, but I just never listen to them. Holy fucking shit! This was really good, man. Like y- you would think that like a cover album, let alone like a cover album of of you know movie themes, would be like kind of meh. Uh, no. It, it is super good, and it's like one of the few instances that I've seen Mike Patton like really go all out in like a rock context uh yeah it, it was really awesome and there are some really cool uh you know versions of movies that they do i mean they i mean just, just a couple of them that really stuck out to me was um they did a godfather uh cover that's the opening track uh they did the cape fear theme uh rosemary's baby was pretty creepy um and uh, i think henry portrait of a serial killer was was up there as well um as like just really cool but the whole thing was just like it had this um i guess dave lombardo from slayerism is part of the band too which is super cool um but it's like it reminded me a lot of of like uh mr bungle almost Mm-hmm. in that like they had this way of sort of jamming all these genres together but not in a way that that was meant to be like dissonant or like um uncanny like like naked city mm-hmm. but it so it all sort of just kind of it has this cohesion that i really like that uh, i really want to listen to some more of what these guys have done because i i mean this thing was really cool so uh yeah phantom Mas, 
uh, director's cut. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, right. I have. Um, I forget the name of the album, but it's a collaboration between Melvins and Phantomas. Um, and it's a really, really cool, cool album. It's one of my favorite Melvins releases. I'm gonna look into um, this now. Um, Sugar Daddy Live Split series. No, no, that, that, it has that, two ghosts on the cover. Two ghosts. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. Uh, I'm trying to look into this right now. Millennium Monster Work. No. Yeah, Millennium Monster Work 2000. It has to be that one sec. Yeah. Um, the, that's definitely two ghosts. That, that's a, but, but but they're sharing one eye. <laughs> oh, Why isn't it coming up? But I, I mean, it, it has to be that because yeah, it, it has two like weird. I mean, it looks like a. Um, oh yeah, and they're like they're like kind of weird looking, but kind of cute at the same time. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they cumulatively have three Not eyes. sure if I would call that cute, but you know, yeah. subjective. Two so. arms, two tails, three eyes, two Yeah, mouths. three eyes. They, they, they've sort of got like a reverse Sonic the Hedgehog thing going on. Yeah. It's... <laughs> like in, instead of instead of one eyeball, you have like two eyes and it, it's three eyes that just hold two different faces. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's definitely worth checking out. They're, I mean... Yeah, it's it's really cool to just to see that Mike Patton has, uh, you, you know, that there's there's a lot more going on than you know, uh, sort of his work with Zeta Records. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all I have. And uh, so that has been uh, this episode of Seishura. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you stuck around for the whole thing. I wouldn't blame you though if you just cut out within like the first five minutes. So, uh, especially with this episode, but. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and have a good week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh iTunes, pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishura Podcast on Twitter. And our email, I think, is Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.